the very best operators. Marked up in the garage. Wow. This has been coming for a long time. These two do not like each other. There are two parts of the story as always. Red flag, this is a suspended uh, race. This is the Parked Up Podcast. We're powered by Race Fuels. My name is Grant Rowley, and I've got a couple of very, very, very special guests on the line for today's episode. And uh, my co-host is Brett Holdsworth of currently Trans Am fame. Brett, how the hell are you? Yeah, good, Grant. Good to be on, mate. No, thanks for coming on. Man, we've, uh, I guess I've known you and your family for a long time. And yeah, for this episode, I thought let's make it an all Holdsworth affair. Uh, you can come in as my co-host and we've got your younger brother, Lee, coming in very shortly. So I hope you got some hard hitting questions, but you had a little bit of time out of racing and you've come back in recent times with the Trans Am class. You're currently fourth in that series. How's, it, how's your... Uh, you return to racing going and also return to uh, being really competitive. Yeah, great, Grant. Um, mate, it, I sort of spent 10 years out of the sport and then um, 2020, just before COVID hit, um, did a deal with Tim Shaw and, and leased his car off him. And then we sort of, you know, we got the, the, the um, Adelaide round in, which was unreal to race there with the V8 crowd. I was there with Lee lined up at the same meeting, which was really cool. And then COVID hit, had a massive break. And um, I think we did one or two races after that, but um, went back to Shorey and, and uh, bought the car off him. And um, yeah, full, full time into the season this year, got Breeze Holiday Parks on board, which has been unreal and was the real game changer for me being able to do the, the whole season. So um, yeah, to be sitting where we are right now, um, really only a stone's throw off off Kelly for the championship lead now. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yep, very good. It's uh, well, We've only got a couple of rounds to go. I think it's Queensland Raceway and Sandown. The Bathurst International round is non-championship. But as you say, the points are really, really close uh, at the top. It did look like Nathan Hearn was going to run away with that title. But yeah, I guess we know this game better than most. Uh, things can turn pretty quick. Yeah, definitely. And the, the, the championship point scoring in Trans Am, the DNF just hurts you so badly. So um, we've just collected points every round and, you know, it's got, it's enabled us without any, well, one podium, my first podium at the last round, um, had a third there at Eastern Creek, but, you know, no podiums and sitting fourth in the championship, um, just that consistency. But Nathan got smashed with the DNF. So, um, you know, I'm sure he's going to bounce back and collect a, a ton of points for the, the last couple of rounds. Yeah, cool. Well, we'll uh, we'll wait and see. Uh, so you're fourth in the title again, just a stone throw away from the top guys. But you are the only Camaro in amongst a <laughs> horde of Ford Mustangs. Now, this is meant to be a, a class of super parody, exactly the same. What is it about everyone rolling up with Ford Mustangs? Yeah, I don't know. We've we've spoken about this so much. All, all I can put it down to is that. I think it was Seton. Yeah, Seton went really quick in the Mustang in the early days and um, a few other people jumped on board. Uh, I was talking to Travis Edwards, who works for me. Um, he used to run in Aussie race cars and he said the same thing happened in the Aussie race cars. Um, I think it was the Toyota when they first introduced the Toyota and everyone went for the Toyota show because the front two guys naturally got the first pick on the new cars. They were running up the front, so they had to be the fast guys. 
don't know. It's all I can put it down to because obviously we've got pace in the Camaro. You know, we qualified third at Eastern Creek, so we're not that far off. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know, mate. I, I'd like to order a new car, and I, I don't want it to be a Mustang. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the, I, I love the shape of the uh, the Dodgers, and I know they're it's all very, very subtle. The 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 differences between them. So you own that car, but it's run by Ash Seawood Motorsport. It was obviously the team that Lee had raced with last year in TCR. How's that relationship going? Like I was saying before, this year has been just a great year of racing. It's probably one of the most enjoyable years I've had in racing. Ash's crew do an amazing job. Got some really good guys on the team. And... Yeah, we just, you know, we rock up every time. The car always stays together. It always looks immaculate. So, yeah, we, it was just too hard to do it ourselves. And, and um, Ash was the perfect pick after Lee did his season with TCR with Ash. And, and um, you know, I built a bit of a rapport there with Ash that year when Lee was with him. Yeah, it was just sort of a natural thing to, to go with that team. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Yeah. Uh, but the the idea then is that you might want to get an, an, a new Trans Am car. It, it, I guess it's meant to be a, a control class. So older car or new car, I guess they should be the they should be the same. But also, new cars tend to go faster than old cars too. Yeah. There's some there's some minor differences in the new cars from what I understand. Um, just the the body shell composition and a few other things but um but really like i say we've got a, a car that was a 2019 chassis or late 2018 2019 chassis um that's still you know a top three car i don't think there's any real rush for us to buy a new car but you know it's just one of those things if you if you keep upgrading you, you don't get left behind so um so yeah maybe maybe this year next year we'll upgrade and um i'd like to stay in the category i think it's just one of the best categories. The racing is unreal. Great bunch of guys. Um, and you, you can still be competitive and not lose out to guys just outspending it, which is pretty cool. Mm, cool. Yeah, it, it, uh, it's certainly very popular. Tons of cars here in Australia. And uh, obviously there's the Turtle Wax Trans Am Series that you're competing in, which is uh, right at the top level, national level. Then there's the TA2 class, which also has, you know, really, really big fields. I think there's something like 70 odd cars in the country. I think there's 70 and there's a ton on order as well. Um, So like the delivery times on these cars is huge, like most things at the moment. Mm. Um, But yeah, I think it's, I think there's another 15 or 20 on order or something that have already got names on them. Um, So yeah, it's just growing and growing and yeah, people love it. Like people ask me about it all the time. They want to know more about the Trans Ams. They want to see them. And yeah, they're, mate, they're cool. They're, who could not like them? They sound unreal. Good racing, banging doors, you know, but not not sort of crazy stuff where everyone's binning their cars every round. It's just good, solid racing. Yep, yep. Although there yeah. was a little bit of damage at the uh, at the Sydney round that we saw recently, which is always going to happen, I guess. But uh, especially as the field's... Uh, get more competitive and yeah i think like the damage the damage that we've seen has generally been like that that incident at eastern creek you know you couldn't say that's because there's a whole lot of young guys going too hard i think like you say it's just a big field and um you know racing incidents from 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 that round 
um, as opposed to just people, you know, firing it up the inside without good reason. I think it's just that the damage that we've seen has been incidental race, mostly race incidents, you know. Yeah. Yep. No, it is a uh, it is a cool class. So uh, look, we're going to get uh, your younger brother on the line, Lee Holdsworth. So um, he won it's this big. pretty big race at uh, Mount Panorama last year. I'm not sure if you're watching. Of course, he partnered Chaz Mostert to victory in the 2021 Repco Bathurst 1000. You guys have been in the sport for a long time. That's the uh, that's the holy grail. What was it like to see your baby bro up there uh, getting the jet done on the big stage? It was unreal. I've still got, I actually, um, I think I put it on my Instagram. I, I cracked a bottle of champagne at the end and um, sprayed it all over the roof of the room we were in. And um, mate, I've still got mold growing all over the bloody champagne on the roof. <laughs> so um, it was a big day. I had mum and dad around and, um, you know, some family friends and stuff. And I'll never forget it. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. It was sort of, um, yeah, just one of those moments as, as a family, you never thought you'd see. Um, and yeah, I can only imagine what Lee was feeling on that day. It was pretty special. Yeah. And I guess he did so well that he earned himself another little shot uh, as a full-time driver this year with the Grove Racing Team and doing pretty damn well as well. So, um, hey, there's a bit to uh, bit to talk about uh, with him there. Just, uh, just talk about the Bathurst 1000 stuff as well. I'm sure at some point, in your uh, uh, racing career, you kind of, um, you know, had uh, some sort of dream or feeling that you'd like to have done that. But um, I could only, and just just knowing how uh, tight your family are, it would have felt like there was a little piece of yourself up there, uh, up there as well. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, but you probably saw the little Facebook story I did about the the beer in the hole up the top of the mountain. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, we had. Um, Dad had been the, the Astra in the 12 hour and we didn't finish a lap. So we went up there, Lee dug a hole and poured a beer into it and we had a beer with the mountain. So it was like, yeah, it sort of felt like just like a dream come true when he finally did win it. Um, but yeah, it's just everything has to be right. You know, with the mountain, you, you've got to have the right car, the right drivers and yeah, shit's just got to go your way. So um Finally, it all happened for him. Yeah, and he went from having no job, COVID, to uh, I sent him a, a screenshot. There was a thing on LinkedIn where he he just, uh, CBRE had announced that uh, that he was doing some work with them. And uh, I took a screenshot of it. It said, V8 supercar, full-timer, and Bathurst winning driver, Lee Holdsworth, joins the team at CBRE. I took a screenshot of it, I sent it to him. I said, mate, can you imagine reading this 12 months ago? You know, he was out of a job. Um, you know, he wasn't driving full-time in supercars. Um, and I don't think at that time he'd, he'd signed a deal with Walkinshaw either for the for the uh, for Bathurst either. So, yeah, it was uh, just a big shift in, in where he was at with his career from from uh, from that 12 months previous to that. Yeah, cool. Now, very good. Uh, you know, you I, uh, I couldn't think of anyone better to have... Um, to have won that i'm sure my old mate tony delberto will hate me for uh, for saying that of course i'd like to see him win but uh you know i just uh, when i started my career on the side of the fence that i operate lee was going through the start of his career with commodore cup and formula ford and the development series and and all of those things that he did to to work his way up so um 
couldn't have wished it for uh, for anyone better. Um, cool. All right. Well, look. With that, let's get the uh, let's get the man himself on the line. He's uh, he's going to join us now, and I want you to fire in some hard hitting questions for him. So we've done all the lovey, really nice stuff. Now let's let's rip into him. Let's uh, let's hit him with uh, the full barrels. Uh, it's Lee Holdsworth, and I've got Brett Holdsworth with me, and you're listening to Parked Up. And we've got Lee Holdsworth on the line. He is on holidays. Lee, uh, what what are you doing and where are you? G'day, mate. Um, I'm actually in Mullaney at the moment. So I'm in Queensland escaping the Melbourne weather. Um, although I'm going to get more Queensland weather next week when I head to Townsville. So double whammy. It's good. Not too bad. Not too bad. I tell you what, it's freezing cold. Just stay away from Melbourne down here. It is, uh, it's no good at all, mate. I've got, uh, <laughs> I've got your older brother, Brett Holdsworth on the line uh, with us to fire in some hard questions for you. We've, uh, we've spoken about Brett's uh, racing uh, this year in Trans Am. I know you keep, uh, you keep an eye on what he's, uh, what he's got going on. But man, we've also got eyes on what you're doing in uh, in supercars with Grove Racing uh, for the Penrite Racing team, and it man, it looks like it's going pretty good. Twelfth in the championship, you've had one podium result. Your teammates in the in the top five. Big changes within that team, including yourself as well, coming in for your first year there. What's your take halfway through the supercar season? Well, first of all, I'm glad you clarified that my brother. Um, that's online. He's my older brother because he. Um, a lot of people think just assume that he's my younger brother, but then they <laughs> see him and they they think, oh yeah, definitely the older brother. Um, <laughs> um, so g'day, Brett. Um, yeah, look, it's been it's been yes, yeah, it's, it's always it's always a challenge going to a new team and um, and then also you know another challenge coming into a team with new owners and a lot of changes going on. Um, you know, Couchy's come on board. We've had a few other people come on board, which has been great. There's been a massive turnaround, even you know, from what I've seen from the start of the year. It's um, it's all heading in a, a really positive direction, and I'm enjoying being a part of it. But um, yeah, it has its challenges. Uh, I've got a I've got a new engineer um, who's you know learning the ropes as well. He hasn't been involved in supercars before, um, so you know that relationship's building every round and. Um, you know, it takes time to to really bond and, and get a, a really good understanding of each other's lingo and all that sort of stuff. So um, I'm not making excuses uh, for, for not, you know, matching Reynolds up to this point. But, um, you know, I think that over time, uh, my results will just get stronger and my relationship with Will, my engineer, will get better. And, uh, and also the understanding of the car and the team um, develops over time as well. So, it's, it's enjoyable. It's, um, it's a great place to be. And I think, uh, you know, in time, this team is going to be one of the strongest teams out there. Yeah, cool. So, and, and I guess uh, just to, uh, I know you, you'd said without making excuses, which would be the first racer driver in the history of the world to not, uh, to not be <laughs> a race driver making excuses, but um, you've sort of seen in your, the, the pattern of your results, you know, when it's on, it's on. And when it's off, it's like, it's not terrible, but you're kind of yeah. just stuck in that midfield. So do do you think that's, all of the growing pains, the the team ownership change, the fact that you've got a, a effectively a rookie engineer. You know, this is your first year with that team. Is it a, just a combo of all those things? 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, you know, when you haven't been involved in the team before, it takes time to understand the car. So it's as much my problem as it is um, my engineer's problem. You know, I can't, I can't really help him in terms of the direction um, with setup. Um, all I can do is give my feedback at the moment and, um, and hope that, you know, he can do something with it. So, um, you know, and he's, he's got to learn uh, what works and what doesn't. And um, as difficult as it can be, you know, we've probably done pretty well in terms of damage limitation when we don't qualify so well. And, um, and that's what it's all about. I saw at Winton, I qualified well and I raced up the front the whole weekend. Um, whereas other rounds, you know, I haven't qualified very well at all, but I've still been able to um, get half decent results. So although, you know, it's not all coming together, I know that once uh, qualifying clicks and we find a, a good little window for, for my car, we're going to be out there, you know, chasing podiums every weekend, similar to what Davey's doing at the moment. And he's doing a brilliant job. He's been with his engineer for a long time and, um, and they've, they've got a great understanding of what they need. So, you know, I'm up against a, a pretty tough uh, a pretty tough teammate and he's doing a very good job. Hey, mate, it's Brett. I was just wondering, were the crowd numbers down up and down without Dad racing the Commodore Cup car up there or not? Oh, you wouldn't believe how many people were asking where Dad was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's a local legend up there in Darwin. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I had all the, all the officials asking where Dad was and... Some bloke called um, Krusty or something came up asking where he was, and I told Dad <laughs> he's got that many people, not that many fans up there. He didn't even know who Krusty was. <laughs> the last time we were up there, Grant, I don't know whether you saw the telecast, but Dad was um, Dad was racing the Commodore Cup up there. It would have been two years ago, Lee, three years ago, and um, yeah, and I think it was uh, who was it? I think it was Luffy interviewed him on the grid. And asked him what he'd done to make the car go quicker for qualifying. He said he moved the seat forward. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we've been we've been begging Lee to try that for qualifying, but he obviously didn't try that. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> that could be it, you know. Could be the trick. <laughs> hey mate, just on that, Quali up in Darwin with the new tire pressure rule, 20 PSI. Did that make a difference for Quali? Uh, probably more so more so for qualify uh, for for the race was where it made a difference um i'm not sure it achieved what they were trying to achieve which was to have more degradation in the races and and better racing i think in in some ways it probably made it worse because you know we've got problems with our front tires overheating as it is so you know you sit behind a car for one or two laps and um, it's then going to be very difficult to pass when your brakes overheat and then your tyres. And um, so when when we had a, a higher pressure, um, that just compounded that problem even worse. So I, I, it certainly didn't achieve what I think they set out to achieve. And I think they'll learn from that. Yeah, very good. It was uh, certainly got a lot of uh, mixed reaction, the the tyre pressure stuff. Um, Lee, we uh, I spoke to Brett earlier in the uh, episode about the family bond that uh, that you guys have the the Holdsworths. Um, you know, I think I've known you guys now for uh, for close to twenty years. Uh, as you've all been coming up through the ranks or doing your various racing, and the one thing that, like I always think of with you guys, it's always been a family thing where you guys have always got uh, got each other's backs. Your dad. 
um, uh, both of you boys, um, you, you do it together, uh, regardless of who's in what category. And you're always really interested in, in who's doing what. I'm going to ask this soppy question, soppy family lovey question first, because we'll get into some tear ups in a moment. But um, uh, it is important having that, uh, that big family, family bond. There's, uh, there's no better connection, right? Yeah, 100%. I think it all stems back from when we first started go-karting in the first place. Brett and I um, started when we were six and seven years old and it really came about because uh, dad was so busy with work that um, he really didn't have time to be uh, around, you know, on the weekends. Um, so the way, and, and obviously loved racing, so he thought he'd live his life through us. Mm-hmm. Um so he got us into go-karting and, um, and that became a bit of a family outing for us every weekend, including mum, where, um, you know, that, that was our time away together as a family and, uh, and a, a great bonding time for us. So um, we sort of held on to that for, well, the rest of our, uh, our careers up to this point where, um, you know, when we do go away racing, we still like to do it as a, as a family. Um, we, we, we go away together and we support each other. And, um, and I think for Brett and I, it was, it's been great to see dad finally, uh, get his run in a car because, you know, he, he didn't really, he didn't come from a car racing background. He just loved it so much that, uh, he wanted to see us get an opportunity to drive ourselves. Um, and then I think he got his racing license when he was 60 or so. Was it 60 Brett or 65 or yeah, I think it was 65 maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and it was just brilliant for Brett and I to see him have a little bit of fun in the car as well, and, uh, and and we wanted to be there to support him as well. So yeah, it's really cool. And you know, obviously Brett's done really well with his racing, and um, I think he could have gone a lot further with it as well. So um, you know, I'm really supportive of Brett's racing, and uh, and want to see him, you know, do well as well because I know that um, you know he sacrificed a bit to. Uh, to, to let you know me go further with my racing well he's uh he's doing pretty good in the trans am series he's right in a mix in that this year running fourth um but that's enough of the uh the lovey stuff right there has to be two young boys growing up racing in and around each other now whether it was at the cart track or or at home competitive young lads there it had to have been a brotherly tear a couple of tear ups uh, along the way what's uh, what's a couple that's that uh, that come to mind what do you reckon brett we i think dad kept us in different categories for, yeah, for that I was exact, just the, exact reason i was just thinking we never actually like even go-karts we're always in a different we're always in a different category and i think of um, like up to commodore cup when lee started running in that lee sort of wasn't a threat to me at that stage. So um, so we never really came together too much in Commodore Cup. <laughs> no, I think I actually remember Lee out-qualified me for the first time in Commodore Cup, and I, that was when I knew that I had to do something pretty pretty drastic to um, to fix things. <laughs> yeah. um, and then he only, he only, he only stuck around in Commodore Cup for a couple of years and then got taken off by Gary Rogers. So... Um, so we didn't really have any scraps, I don't reckon, Lee. I, I mean, certainly, only... ne- certainly never let Brett do my tyre pressures or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah. I don't know. We, we actually, yeah, like Brett said, we haven't actually had uh, many scraps. Um, we're always trying to 
I guess we were like good teammates where we actually tried to help each other out. And, you know, we, we were only really teammates um, in, in the same category in Commodore Cup, like Brett said, for a couple of years. So um, when we were in there together, we'd try and help each other out. If one of us went for the pass, we'd leave the door open for whoever's behind as well to get through. So we sort of worked as a team. We did it my way. <laughs> very good thanks for that richie um yeah. so uh that uh okay cool so that sounds like you've got the absolute dream relationship what about at home as young fellas fighting over the last teaspoon of milo or or a uh, a, a, a computer game gone wrong or something yeah well they still got us you've still got that scar where is it above your eye when i threw a truck at yeah you? when brett brett threw a tonka truck at my eye Oops. Uh, um, I've broken I think I might have. I think I might have thrown a banana peel out at the back of um, Bowser's Mario Kart, and uh, and took him out. So Brett threw his Donker truck at me. Oh, and, uh, I think. No, the, I think the I got, best one. I the best one stitches. was. The best one was when I um I I cleaned Lee up. I threw him across the room, and he smacked his head on the on the um, PowerPoint in our bedroom because we used to live in the same room together and um, had a massive gash over his head. Like would have, I think it was 10 stitches or something. Wow. And, um, and I grabbed it, held it together and said, mate, don't you say a thing because you know what mum said before. So I'm holding him there on his bed, holding the stitches together, telling him to shut up because <laughs> we were going to get in <laughs> trouble. Anyway, the, it got that bloody. I thought I better let mum know. So um, yeah, he went off to hospital and got stitches. But I think yeah. when when my eyes started rolling back in my head, it was time to <laughs> time to let mum know. <laughs> Actually, I do have a better one. We were in Dubbo. We were racing, and we used to stop in Dubbo on the way down. And um, he, I rode my skateboard down a slide. We we're about fourteen or something, and. Um, and he rode his rollerblades down. I said just before he went down, I was like, mate, not a good idea. Nah, nah, I'm doing it. He rode down and um, he snapped his wrist and it was like, it was out by a good, probably 10 centimetres. It was out. And um, I'd watched a few MacGyver movies in my time and I, I <laughs> thought it was just dislocated. So, um, so I actually proceeded to try to snap it back in. <laughs> Brett smashing my broken wrist on the ground trying to put it back in place. <laughs> oh, you're laughing about it now. I'm sure you weren't laughing about it at the time. Yeah, I've got I've that. got the scar to prove it. Uh, so, so we no. jumped in, we jumped in the um we jumped in dad's car. He'd had half a bottle of rum because he hadn't caught up with one of his best mates in a long time. And the hospital was literally like a hundred meters up the road. <laughs> and this cop pulled dad over. And um, before Dad could even blow into the breathalyzer, Dad said, mate, I'm going to blow the ass out of that thing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, anyway, the guy looked back and saw Lee's arm in 90 degree angles and let us go up to the hospital. So, yeah. Very, very good, good memories of Dubbo. So hang on. So that was yeah. for a go-kart meeting. Was it a yeah, go-kart meeting? A... It was, I think it was a go-kart meeting. Think, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, we um, but some of the best, some of the best times we had was when we did used to race Commodore Cup together, and we used to go away in the truck, and uh, and we'd go and stay at Oran Park, 
and didn't have a hotel room. We tried to save on, on that to put the money towards tires or something. And we'd sleep in the back of the truck on the oil with some, I don't know, old manky oil rags on us for a blanket and get up in the morning and have a chalky milk and Mars bar. And that was our meal for the day. <laughs> is, uh, is that, that's not the same diet that you're uh, currently running with, uh, with Groves? A little bit better, a little bit better now. <laughs> right. <laughs> I make uh, sure I get the egg yolk one now. So at least I get a bit of protein. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, so you guys never, uh, have you guys ever done a race together in, in anything? Is it something that you would like to do? I do have a vague memory. We of did. Something. We have. We, we have. Did but it, Cup. it was the Enduro. No, we did the oh, Coral yeah. Cup Enduro. Um, we did. Where we ran 2000, it must have been 2011. We, we had did the Ash, yeah. Ashley Cooper Memorial thing. Um, and uh, I think I think we won two out of the three races, Lee, and then something happened? Well, we won all three, but there was a problem with the safety car in one and it picked up the wrong person. So we we went a lap down or something. Um, But, yeah, that was a pretty cool event. And then Dad, Brett, and I raced with Taz Douglas, actually, at the Bathurst, uh, was it six-hour or 12-hour? It didn't last long, both attempts. Uh, with Brett didn't last long. First of all, I think it was, no, one of them was with Steve Briffer and Brett had a monster shunt over the top of the mountain. Um, and then another time, Dad had a monster shunt over the top of the mountain. So uh, we didn't actually end up getting into the race, did we? No, no, we didn't. We, uh, we actually got it out. They spent two days trying to rebuild Briffer's car and um, they rolled it out and it shut a fuel pump coming down the yeah. road on the roller. Oh That's right. Yeah. So it wasn't the, yeah, not the greatest um, memories, but Brett's and my memory in Commodore Cup was, was pretty cool. That was a special one. Yeah. Cool. I'd love, I'd love to do, a, you know, another 12 hour would be good. 12 hour, six hour. Um, I mean, if we, it'd be unreal if we could do an enduro in a Trans Am, I think would be just the best at Bathurst. Like a, I don't know, maybe like a two hour, or something It'd like be very that. Cool. Uh, yeah. Would be amazing in those cars. Um, but uh, but yeah, if that if that was never to eventuate, probably another twelve hour would be good. I reckon. Yeah. Anything. Have you had a uh, Have you had the chance to jump in uh, Brett's Trans Am or or uh, or any Trans Am like? And what and what's yeah, your thoughts of the category? I've had a couple of years of Brett's Trans Am and absolutely loved it. The most fun thing. It, it just it just brings you back to that old school driving. Um, you know, you really got to pick it up and um, manhandle it. And, uh, you know, you're always sliding in some way, even under brakes, you're fighting the thing. And then uh, on throttle, you're always a bit crossed up. Um, thing I like about it is the tyre is very forgiving. Um, the car is quite forgiving. So that's why you can, you know, hang the rear out um, on exits and on entries and you don't actually lose lap time. It's actually the way you drive it. Whereas, you know, in a supercar, uh, if you've, if you've got any loss of traction, whether it's laterally or longitudinally, um, you're losing time, which can be a bit frustrating. You know, it's, I think Trans Am just brings it back to that old school nature of, of racing and, um, really what everyone 
loves to see. So I think it's got a, a great following because of that. Yep, yep. And uh, we're not going to – I'm sure Gen 3 isn't going to be exactly like Trans Am. They're certainly going to look a little bit similar, but it will. there will be maybe more similarities between Gen 3 and Trans Am. And I think I even heard that there was a couple of supercars drivers out there doing some Trans Am – practice getting sort of in yeah. that uh in that frame of mind ahead of next year well after driving the gen 3 car there are certainly a lot of similarities uh you know there's there's too much horsepower for the tire which is great it means there's a lot more in uh in control for the driver um so you know you'll have to really conserve the tire and um and have great throttle control they move around under brakes they got less aero um yeah, I, I think that it's going to bring a lot of that exciting nature back into the racing and, and yeah, very similar to, to that Trans Am style. And I think probably a few drivers are now seeing, you know, after driving those cars, they realise how different they are to drive than the current supercar. And, um, and if you can get some kind of leg up uh, before we go into them next year full time, um, you know, it can only be a benefit. So Trans Am's probably as close as it gets at the moment. Yeah, cool. Okay. Um, Lee, we thank you so much for joining me on my and uh, Brett's podcast here um, <laughs> and appreciated the banter between uh, you guys. Let me ask you uh, the, the super hard question at the very end. One year deal for yourself with, with Penrite Racing. I guess you knew what you were coming into yeah. uh, at the start. You know, we're halfway through the season what's the what's the vibe like for your future uh you know at that team or as a full-time driver in the series uh look, I, it's it's a really hard question to answer um and one that you know i don't have an answer on at this stage uh you know like you said i came into this year um with the full knowledge that i was coming in for a 12-month deal with the uh with the aim for the Groves to have um, young Matt Payne come step in in a full-time capacity for next year. Um, and, and I don't believe that anything's changed. So, um, you know, I, I'm just, I'm just out to get the best results for the team. I was, I was employed to do a job and that job was to help develop the team and, and get them in a p- better position for the team's championship. So they can be further up pit lane next year, um, help develop their cars and, um, and, and help, I guess develop the uh, help you know with the environment and the team that um, that team culture um, and work with Dave to um, you know get the best results for for everyone for our sponsors for the team. Um, so yeah, you know I, I feel I'm doing a, a reasonable job at the moment of that. I, I would like to I would like to uh, you know improve, um, and I think that if results do improve, then there may be a spot for me on the grid next year. Um, so, you know, that's where I'm at at the moment. Um, but in saying all that, you know, if the results don't, if, if I'm not going the top 10, at least, um, by the end of the year in the championship, then, um, you know, it probably isn't something I'd like to pursue with. I, I think, you know, I've had a great time in the sport and really enjoyed it. Um, and if results aren't coming, then, um, you know, it's only fair that, uh, I step aside and make room for a young guy coming through. So, um, yeah, that's where it's at. But if results are, are good, then, um, you know, I'd, I'd probably like to push on. 
Cool, mate. Cool, mate. Well, you're uh, you're not too far away from that uh, from that top ten, and I know you don't go racing just to finish in the top ten. Yeah, um, it's something nice and it's easy. It's a boring thing to say. <laughs> it you know, it's a it's a great uh, it's a great goal to have for for most people is to finish up in the top ten, and certainly you know before or coming into this year, I, th- I would have thought that top ten in the championship would have been a a great result, but our expectations are raising every round and you know we wanted to be I think in the top six in the team's championship at the start of the year and now we're knocking on the door of top three and um, you know our aim now is to is to be top three in the team's championship so you know you've got to you've got to keep reassessing and um, and and now with where we're at you know our team is is doing a great job and improving every round um, and Penrite Racing is is ending up being one of the one of the front running teams and um, so now you know I, I think it's. Uh, I think that we could be achieving, you know, podiums every round between Dave and I, um, and that's my goal at the moment. So um, that's the focus, and uh, and I'll you know head down, bums up, and try and get those results that the team deserves. Cool, mate. Well, hey, thank you very much for joining us on Parked Up. Uh, you go and enjoy the rest of what your holiday has to offer. And, um, yeah, save some sunshine because I'll see you up in Townsville real soon. Awesome. Thanks, Grant. Cheers, Brett. Cheers, buddy. See ya. Hey, and that was great to have uh, Lee Holdsworth on the Parked Up podcast. Uh, Brett, there was one one thing that I did remember that I didn't bring up uh at any point, and I've uh, I've saved it right for the very end here. Now, when you had your first race in Trans Am, it was the 2020 Adelaide 500. The Trans Am were the support card there. Uh, that was Lee's last year with Tickford Racing. I think he was driving the truck assist car. And I'd organise as the media manager for Australian Racing Group. I think there's enough time has passed that I can tell this story now, I yeah. think. Uh, yeah. And I'll tell it so if anyone gets torn up, it's me. <laughs> but we got, uh, for the local paper uh, and for the TV news, we got Lee's Ford Mustang out and your Chev Camaro Trans Am car. Placed them on the front grid down near the Adelaide Bridge or whatever and went to take a photo. The photo shoot got stopped abruptly by someone from Supercars who uh, who said, you guys cannot be having these two cars next to each other uh, because of, yeah, at the time there was a lot of uh, controversy about Trans Am even just being at that event. Um, the fact that these cars looked very similar or, or, you know, I don't think Gen 3 hadn't, well, it definitely hadn't launched at that point. Uh, we knew that Gen 3 was coming or some variant of, of Mustangs or Camaras or however it might be. But, you know, right at that time, there was a lot of sensitivities about Trans Am and that class and and how it could be seen as a rival for supercars. And, yeah, my uh, my grand plan of a, uh, a photo shoot got railroaded by... Uh, well, by you do know what happened after that, don't you? Because I, I said to Clint in my team... I said mate there's no effing way i'm letting this go without getting a photo right and that little bloke from supercars i don't know who it was but he was going off and i i saw him he was off talking with you and someone else and i grabbed clint i said mate i said to lee get back on the bonnet just quickly we've got to get this photo so so clint's got his phone run around in front of us and taken this photo and mate it's the most epic photo it's like you know right down the front straight of clitzel 
both cars, me and Lee sitting there with our helmets. And I've got it blown up in my office and I was going to Photoshop him out, but there's Tim Shaw is actually still behind the car looking over at the V8 supercar guy, like ready to push the car away. So I thought I'd leave him there just, you know, to, to make a story of it. And um, it's sitting up, it's actually above my uh, my chair in my office, this big blown up photo of it. It's one of the best photos I've got. So yeah, thanks mate for, for letting me letting me get that photo. <laughs> no, that's, uh, that was that was perfectly fine. I think I might, um, I might use the photo on our social media uh, a little later on because I think I took a photo of the two cars, not with you two guys there because at that time I was arguing oh, with the people from yeah. Uh, yeah. from supercars and uh, look, I didn't want to, I wasn't there to cause any uh, hassle, you know, two brothers racing at, at the same meeting. You hadn't raced for yeah, such a, a long story. time at that point. That was your comeback and this was a, a you know, easy, positive, fun story about the event and, um, yeah, the uh, uh, the political ways just uh, getting in the way of all the fun. There is talk of um, Trans Am going back to Adelaide. It's got to be too late in the piece now, but they were talking about Trans Am possibly being a feature at this year's Adelaide. Well, they do need to find a bunch of support categories to <laughs> to fill that up, you know, Typically, it would be the ideal place for Carrera Cup, but because they've already, they'd already locked in their calendar, their last round of the series already locked in for uh, the Gold Coast, and they've got all their their end of season functions, which they run on the Sunday night. So, with all of those, with all of those categories well and truly locked in, difficult for the uh, South Australian Motorsport Board to find the extra categories to fill what is uh, an event that has been put on really, really late. So I don't know if there'll be too many championship rounds. I think you'll probably find S5000 will be there as part of the Tasman series. That's pretty well documented that that might be a thing, but all the other categories might just be one-off races. And Trans Am suits that because there's so many cars that the the country has. What an opportunity for guys who... um, you know, wouldn't typically race at the the Turtle Wax Trans Am series level, but so cool to uh, bring the car and compete on the streets of Adelaide. Yeah, there was a chat that I heard about it being like a cash round, you know, where uh, sort of similar to the Baskerville 10,000 where um, they do a cash giveaway to the top three runners or something just to bring a few more people along. But yeah, as you know, it takes a lot to organise a category to get anywhere in this country. So um yeah, if it hasn't been organised already, I'd be very surprised if it if it comes about. All right, so 10K on the nose, you're going through turn eight, you're in P2. Hearn or Kelly or whoever's in front of you, how far down the inside are you going to stick that thing? 10K on the nose. Well, yeah, less than 10K worth of damage. <laughs> <laughs> oh perfect yeah no it's uh it's all it is good like it, it definitely made a difference down in tassie it was cool it just you know got everyone talking about the money and everything um i think it is you know it is good and it does just get a bit of the the hype up a bit to get people across um but yeah in the end uh yeah race cars are expensive to fix that's right <laughs> 
Cool, mate. Hey, um, no, look, thank you very much for joining us on uh, on Parked Up. It was uh, it was fun. Great to talk to your uh, to your younger brother, as he'd like to uh, point that out as well. <laughs> he certainly didn't leave that one unturned. He he rolled straight into that right at the top <laughs> of the conversation. Um, but uh, yeah, again, you know, you guys have been terrific for me throughout my time in the sport, and um, yeah, I just can't think of a a better family, uh, better family unit. No disrespect to the uh, Davisons and those guys, because they are also pretty tight family as well. Um, but uh, yeah, I've, I guess I've travelled all the, you know, almost from karting, just out of karting, and through uh, through the, the uh, junior categories um, with both you and Lee, and um, always been made to feel real welcome. So uh, so thank you for uh, that, and thank you for coming on the podcast. Thanks, Grant. Pleasure, mate. It's great to chat. Cool. All right. Well, uh, we thank Brett. We thank Lee. Uh, Let me just remind everyone that we've got Parked Up Plus every Monday, 5 p.m. Girls on the Grid, they also come out Monday. And uh, the latest Napa Auto Parts Grassroots Racer podcast uh, will be out uh, on every second Friday. So uh, thanks for listening to Parked Up. And uh, you'll hear from me next week. You've just listened to another Network Car production. 